With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Today, we are covering the topic of loss and how to cope. It's never easy to accept, but understanding that mostly all things are just temporary, it does help. Oh, for sure, babe. We are born into this world. We live here hopefully for a long time, and then we must pass on. And you know, as the saying goes, all things in life are just temporary. But loss can also occur with an object or a relationship. There are many things that we can no longer have and feel the loss of it at the same time. We want to share with you all today some of our losses and how we have been able to cope with them and begin to move on. This week um, I lost my mother. She was 53 years old, and it was uh, a very, very hard time, and it still is now, hopefully, that uh, I can make it through this radio show for y'all. I'm going to do my best. But uh, one way I would say that, that we've been able to to deal with the loss of my mother is the fact that we have family and our children. Uh, you're able to still see your parent or your loved one in your child. Uh, my wife has been very supportive and, uh, and a pillar of strength for me at this particular time because, uh, you know, that's your mom, and there's there's never, ever a replacement for your mother at the same time. And I have to agree, and I thank you, honey. I hope that I can be as much support, although she's my mother-in-law. I love her with all my heart. My life is dedicated to her, and it's very hard. Um, the other night was very difficult because I couldn't seem to function, and I had to tell myself, as I'm telling you, that when you lose someone that dear to you, you have to just know that the time that I had with her is special. It would never be forgotten. I've learned so very much from her. And my husband always have joked with me, and this is what hurt me the most, is he's always saying to me, you remind me so much of my mother. They, the saying goes that you always marry someone that's just like your mom. And it makes me laugh at the same time. It also it breaks my heart because she's not here with me for me to mimic anymore. But I'm her, and she's me, and I love her, and she's my grand, my kid's grandmother, and her grandkids will always walk in her light, and they love her. And, you know, in, in sharing a loss with you guys of such magnitude, we just want you to know that you must be special to us because it is a private event, but at the same time we want you all to understand that we have lost someone very near and dear to us, and um, we want to share with you and thank all the support that we have gotten, all the people that's emailed and sent their prayers. We really appreciate it. And, um, you know, I remember, you know, with the passing of my father in 2006, honey, I must say there was a huge loss in me then as well, and I thought, wow, you know, will I ever get over this? And, you know, with time, with prayer and understanding that in life you have, you know, sometimes you'll have to go through that. And, you know, I thought, you know, someday I'll feel better, and I did. So I, I, I went through that, and I'm going to lose my train of thought, I'm sure, throughout this show because, you know, I've been trying to be strong, but as soon as I start talking about her, you know, it breaks my heart all over again. But there again, you know, we're going to be an example of how you must remember the good times and think about all the loving, you know, things you were able to share and say to each other, and, and you can get stronger and you can move on, and you have to understand that, you know, she isn't ours. She just We just got to enjoy her for the time that she was here. And, you know, I try to think of all the good times we shared and all the memories, and um, I know someday I will see them all again. Yes, that's true. It's, it's funny because they uh, they always say the, the same thing to make you laugh, make you cry. And it, that's right. That, that's no question. But 
um, loss can come in many ways. Uh, you know, babe, it, it also can come from, uh, you know, you, you losing something that's near and dear to you at the same time. Um, obviously, when we're talking about um, our, our parent, that is on a whole, whole different level. I mean, that is, um, you can't even fathom. But uh, to try to bring it lighthearted, because one of the things that's been able to to keep me going and get me over is the fact that I stay busy. So talking and and laughing at the same time has really been something that's helped. So I can also remember one time when uh, I was fishing with my father, and he had just bought me this brand new fishing pole, and I'm saying to myself, well, I, you know, I had always used one of his poles, so finally he had said, I'm going to buy you your own fishing pole. And when he bought it for me, I was just so excited, so he took me down to this place that's called the Log Pond. And we start fishing, and I am just, you know, going crazy, enjoying my pole, and all of a sudden uh, my pole falls into the water. I wasn't paying attention, and I'm looking at it, and it's just slowly going down. So I began crying like never before, and my dad comes over to me, and he's like, boy, what is wrong with you? And I said, uh, you know, I was scared. I'm thinking, oh, man, he's going to whoop me or something crazy. So all of a sudden he says, just back away. Let me go ahead. And So he takes his pole and jigs down in the water and jigging is just like when you kind of bob your pole up and down a little bit and he goes oh quit crying i got it and he starts reeling the pole up and uh, to my amazement all of a sudden my he caught it with his hook and my pole starts coming out of the water and i was just like oh my god <laughs> i love that story honey then what happened well, then I was, you know, no doubt my father became even more of a hero to me uh, that day than he is, you know, today. Um, and for my lesson in all of that, you know, I learned that things or people, you know, through them we can still have the victory of having them and at the same time enjoying them. And no matter what you're feeling on the day of your loss as, as you experience it, you can bet that the next day will be a tiny bit easier than the first day. The feelings of sorrow and pain, you know, they won't be gone, but they'll be a, a little bit easier to grasp. As with anything, time, I would have to say, is truly the healer. So when you experience loss, just know that in time everything should be okay. And that's right, baby. And no matter what, material things, you guys, they can be replaced. But when we lose a loved one, they can't. But they can be remembered and cherished and loved. And we hope that in your time of loss, you are able to look on the brighter side and to know that whatever time you have them or it, it's special. And in life, it has a funny little way of never letting us forget that we are just here on borrowed time and everything belongs to the universe ultimately. Would you agree, honey? Yes, I, I would. I think that the universe is what is controlling our entire situation, and God is overseeing it, and I know that my mother is in a in a better place, so I'm uh, excited about that, as, as sad as I am sometimes that I can't see her and talk to her. Uh, I know that there's a bigger plan, and she is involved in that plan, and that's what brings that's me right. solace and, uh, and happiness at the same time. That's right, and honey, on a, on, a, on a happy note, guess what? One time when I was little, I lost a book, and the book was Dr. Seuss. Is that what it's called, Dr. Seuss? Yeah, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> and I just remembered as we're sitting here talking that, you know, we talk about objects and we talk about losing people, and I remember I was so mad. I stayed angry for almost a year, and that book was put in the bottom of a box because we were moving that my mom had packed of mine, and we never thought to look in there. Right. And I remember feeling like, I always felt like, you know how you lose something really precious, like your tooth, and so the tooth fairy can't leave you money. Or, you you know, you just lose something precious, yeah. your blanket, your favorite jacket, whatever. Yeah. That book meant the world to me because that's the book that I had learned to read with. And I right. thought that was just a book of all books. Right. And it's funny because when I finally did find the book, so many other books had came in that year period that I had totally forgotten about it. Yeah. So go ahead. No, I was going to say that that you are hitting it on the head because uh, so many times I think that what I've gained in an understanding is that uh, for some reason material loss, I, you know, it's like whatever you feel something for a second and then you kind of let it go. Some people don't do it that way and they grasp it, but uh, a loss like this is something that 
uh, I know a lot of people deal with and they try to get over, but um, I, I want to thank my wife and my family that, that they've supported me and, and continue to because that is the type of thing that gets you over. And when you're talking about a, a book, babe, I'm sure that when you finally found it, you were like, I didn't even have to feel those feelings anyway. Yeah, I, I really did. And, I mean, you can feel that way about jewelry. You can feel that way about clothing. But you're right. You know, losing a person is, is very difficult. And we're, you know, we're going to, you know, let God do what God does. And we're going to pray about it. And we're going to see our mom again someday. And just like when you lost, I, I think you lost a book of yours. It, it was one of your, my husband likes to write, you guys, if you if you don't happen to notice this. And he writes in journals all the time. And he lost one particular journal for a while. And he wasn't real angry about it, but it was it was a pleasure when he did locate it finally. How would you feel about that? Yeah, I I know it's when you especially when it's something that you you put your heart and soul into like that. It's definitely difficult to 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 grasp a hold of the fact that I don't know where it is. But uh, I was able to locate it once I did, and it put me at ease. But for a long time, not not just that there were important things in it. It's like man, this is some people maybe you can reference it by losing a wallet or something like that, and you're like, man, I got a credit card <laughs> ID, and you're just like, without right. this, I'm you know, life is gonna be a wreck. But you know, then you find out that oh, okay, well I can get a new one, so it's not a big deal. That's right, but no, when you lose a purse or a wallet, that's 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 bad. Okay, I'm gonna go on and tell you guys because then you feel violated. You're like, who got my ID? Who got my stuff? If you if you have pictures of your loved ones in there, whatever, it is the worst feeling in the world. Yeah, I would have to say I've, I've I haven't really lost a wallet. I would say I've misplaced it from time to time, but I never lost it and said, oh, you know, I don't have it any longer. So knock on wood, I hope that wow, doesn't happen. That's but good. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, one thing I lost that's really making me mad right now is the keys to the car. I can't find them. Oh, my God, we haven't found the keys yet? We're looking for a certain set of keys, you guys, for one of our vehicles that we can't find. But they're in here someplace. You know how you have an organized mess? That's kind of what we got going on right now. We're in the middle of downsizing for the spring and cleaning out and, you know, getting organized because that's a good feeling. And I remember back when this year first started in uh, 2008, January, that was one of our goals on our list. One of our resolutions was to get organized and have that feng shui thing going, you know, where everything's simplified. We kind of got off course a little bit. How about you guys? I know you did, and I see there's a lot of callers on the line. You don't have to say anything. You can just stay tuned and, and just listen in. It's it's wonderful. We're used to that now, and sometimes you guys jump right in wherever you want. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, we, we're, we're working on our feng shui thing right now, and, you know, hopefully in a couple months we can say, you know what, you guys, we really figured it out and we got it down. Uh, my, wife is, my wife is getting ahead of herself because she knew that that was going to be next week's topic is spring cleaning and getting your life together going into the summertime. So everybody stay tuned next week. We're going to tell you how to do that at the same time. So, But she is oh. correct. That's something that we, we love doing is trying to get organized. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. That's right. And you know what? I love the idea, honey. Love it, love it. So next week, you guys, it's a heads up before we end up posting the show. It will be a show on feng shui. We're not experts, but we can tell you our feng shui, the Christy feng shui. We're going to tell you a little bit about that and, and give you some suggestions, topics, and ideas. So jot that down, honey, on your notepad over there because I might forget. My head is just everywhere, you guys. It's all over the place. So much we want to share with you guys, so much we want to talk about. I want to take this time right now to talk about HIV and AIDS. That is something that people experience daily. Every second someone's being infected with HIV and AIDS, and you guys know that's close to our heart. We, you know, we stand for it. We have a foundation with it, and that foundation information is www.infinitelovefoundation.com. And um, if you guys go there, you can find out all the information that you want to know. We are connected with the CDC, the Center for Disease Control as well. And to everybody out there that's experiencing AIDS or has had a family member or whatever, you know, our hearts and our prayers go out to you, and we understand because that is a loss that is unexplainable as well. And, you know, we're dealing with loss and how to cope. And some of my ideas on how to cope with loss, um, I'll share with you. Say it's an object. Um, it's a handbag, your favorite one. Maybe there's nothing in it, but you had it and you don't know what you've done with it. The, the best way to deal with that is to think about it, think about how much it meant to you, and then, you know, if it's a valuable handbag, maybe you start saving up that day and you dedicate, okay, I'm going to save up this amount every month until I have enough to go and replace it. Because believe me, with material things, it's always in a, re a replacement. You can 
have a beautiful stereo system, all of a sudden Sony's going to come out with a better one. You can have a Bose one, all of a sudden Onyx, or what's it called, honey? Onkyo. Onkyo will have a better one. You could have a fancy car, there's always going to be a better one. You could have a simple car, old-fashioned car, which is one of my favorite favorites, and my husband's favorites is old-fashioned cars, you know, the authentic old, olden days cars. You can always replace it. But with people, you can't. So cherish the moments you have with them and then cherish the memories. So I would say dealing with loss, just start, just make a goal and start trying to either replace that object or pray about it. Hopefully it will be returned to you. And if not, it's just easier to keep the stress off you by understanding that material things are only temporary. We have it sometimes, and then we will have it not. Yeah, I agree, babe. I think that you hit it right on the head as far as, uh, as people go, I would say that th- there's a time to grieve and joy and think of all the good things that um, that you, the times that you were able to spend, you are going to shed tears. That's part of it. And know that the person is in your heart and in a better place. And I think that that's been probably one of the biggest ways that, that we've been able to cope with the losses that we've had because uh, we've had a few lately. And uh, I would say 2008 is going to be a great year. I know that my mother will be looking over us, and uh, we will be moving on. Definitely, and always know that you have somebody, you have you have the strongest force in the universe, strongest force in the world, and that's God. You pray to him, you give it to Jesus, and you let him. He would never, ever give you more than you can handle. So always know that. Be strong. Like my husband said, you will shed tears. But when, when dealing with anything, especially loss, it's okay. You have yourself, you have your soul, you have your heart, you have your memories, you know, and you just continue to march forward. Do not let that become, uh, you know, um, paralyzed and forced in your life. You have to go ahead and say, you know, I had this time with it, and I'll get it again. Material things can be replaced. Replace them. Set, you know, write, that, write a list of what you lost, when you lost it, what it cost, or however, and how you're going to go about getting it. That's the way that I would recommend you deal with it. But prayer is number one on my list. And, honey, what would you like to say before we close out this segment? Um, I would like to say anybody that's lost somebody out there, um, pray for them, love them, and uh, remember all the good times that you have with them. That, that would be the best way, I would say, to do it. Uh, Mom, love you. Uh, <laughs> love you, Norma. <laughs> and guess what? In the news today we have, guess what, honey? The new movie with Martin Lawrence and Raven Simone is coming, and it's called College Road Trip. I, you know, I saw that with, with Becky, the preview. And that looks very interesting, actually. I, I think that's going to be fun. When you, I, I remember going to college with Dad, and that was an interesting road trip. We drove from Vancouver, Washington, to what? Malibu, California, uh, and played a lot of music, had good conversations. So that movie, I'm sure, is going to be very, very entertaining. I think it's going to be fun, and you haven't seen Martin Lawrence in a movie in quite a while, so everybody that's a Martin Lawrence fan, and even if you ain't, you got to check it out. He's a funny guy, and I know he's been through things in his life, but, hey, everybody can change, and you move on. You be mature about it, and you just step on into something new, and every day is a new chapter in your life. Babe, what, also, what about the two girls that got killed at the colleges? I mean, these killings are senseless, and it's uh, it's taking a toll, I would say, that we cannot send our kids to school anymore. I mean, what do you think? We can or we can't? No, I don't think so, and that's why I'm not even concerned with sending ours. It's it's a very depressing state of affairs, you guys, that we're in. You know, you just you, you sit there and you just say why, and, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the bad part of it, and I just feel so sorry for those families. Our hearts and prayers go out to them, and it's just it's really a pitiful, unnecessary thing that's happening out here. I, I just don't understand why all the killings, why all the shootings, and it doesn't it doesn't make school look very appealing. I you, the kids have to get their education, and by no means are we trying to say don't send your kids to school. We're just saying it's a it's a very different day than when we were kids. Yeah, it is. I would say it's so much more dangerous. But at the same time, what what is the education that you're going to get? I would rather have common sense and have a life than uh, trying to go and, and be a doctor and somebody shoot you because that that was crazy. I believe one of the girls was a student body president. So, yeah. you know, usually when, when you're a student body president, you're trying to do some things, trying to make some stuff happen. You're not just at school messing around. Right, that's too bad, but all my prayers and heart goes out to them, and I really feel bad about that. And then on another note, you guys, 
the, the cameramen have spotted something very big, and scientists are baffled, and guess what it is? What's that? It is a wolverine. What the hell that is? I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, the, the crazy part of that isn't that they spotted a wolverine. The crazy part is they spotted a wolverine in the Severa, Sierra Nevada mountains. And usually wolverines, as you know, that's why they call them the Michigan wolverines. They're, they're in that part of the country. But I guess for a long time they were in Nevada, California, that whole area. And then I, be, I believe they became extinct. So for scientists to see them there is kind of astounding, actually. I, I don't, <laughs> that's crazy. You know, it's funny because I never even knew, I never even heard the word wolverine. So you know who was doing their work in school, right, everybody? <laughs> okay. And then moving on. Well, I, I would have to say moving on, I want to tell everybody right off the bat, do not forget to move your clock forward at 2 a.m. tomorrow, which is Sunday, because that is daylight savings time. You know, we fall back, now we spring forward. And uh, they say, babe, that daylight savings time can boost retail profits. And I agree. It's definitely going to boost retail profit because people are going to be out there shopping a lot longer than before. They don't have to go rushing home at 9 o'clock when the mall closes because it's really going to be it's going to be 10 o'clock. You know what I mean? So you get an extra hour to spend some money and break yourself. Yeah, you know, Dougie <laughs> always uh, would say, Dougie, it's time to go to bed. It's 9 o'clock. And he's like, Dad, it's light outside. There's yeah. no way I'm getting into bed right now. I'm like, boy, you better get in there. Oh, wait, so that's what it means. It means it's going to stay light till 9 o'clock and yeah. stuff like that. And then you forget, and you're thinking, oh, it's still like 5 o'clock, and it's really 8.30. Yeah, or you go up to Alaska where it doesn't, you don't get, it doesn't get dark. It stays light all the time. And oh, my And then you goodness. just, are, you know, for you insomniacs out there, Alaska is the place to be. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm one, you know, hint, hint. I'm an insomniac, you guys. I do most of my work in the middle of the night. I'm online. I'm trying to type out lists, you know, remember we had that show and we talked about lists, I'm a big list person, well, and the next can... day I have a whole bunch for my husband, he's a list person too, but see, he's he's able to do his a smarter way, he does his during the day, and he writes them in his journals, and he stays organized that way, where I put it on the computer and then I print it up, and I have all these papers folded up in my handbag, I'm going to get me a little small journal one day, and I'm going to learn how to do that, because I just think that that is so cool, when you can just sit there and really do it, and he really does it, he's been doing it for over five years now, it's been a long time so i got something for you i say we go to alaska i'll fish and you can stay up as long as you want <laughs> that sounds good we have like we both get what we want but you know what what do you think about this honey what do you think about barack obama winning wyoming he just won that and he bounced back from all those losses he had against hillary you know I, i'm this is really starting to get interesting now because usually by this point there's a really a forerunner and you're knowing who's gonna you know come out of the democratic party or the republican party but now with those two head-to-head one winning one state one winning three one coming back Back yep. and went into you can't really tell so uh you know go get him barack uh-oh I, I, you guys here you heard it you heard it from yourself and guess what and now what is that babe i think that means that we're in the favorite part of our show i would have to say that you are totally correct baby and that would be love and romance and this week we have got an abundance of questions babe so we will let me begin this okay. this part. Can I do that? You sure can. Okay, the first question reads, Doug and Jackie, what is your favorite five love songs? Favorite five love songs. You want me to go first? Yeah, g- give me one. Okay, I'd say my favorite five, and I'll go down the list, and then I'll tell you guys a little brief reason why. My first one would have to be Between the Sheets, and that's by the Isley Brothers. And I think Ooh. that's just a beautiful song. It's it's sung very pretty. They have these really deep voices, and it was always a favorite of mine, but I met my husband, and we would be sitting there watching TV and hanging out at my apartment, and that would come on, and it's just a very romantic song. It's very nice for, you know, couples and stuff like that. So that's why I love Between the Sheets. second one would be, um, it would be... Uh, Mary J. Blige, Reminisce. I also uh, heard that right around the time I met my husband, and I thought it was a very pretty song. And um, then my like third one. Yeah. Good, good song. And then my, <laughs> my third one would be Sade and No Ordinary Love. And I think that that um, depicts what my relationship is with my husband. We've taken a lot of hits, as you guys know, over the years for having a respectable marriage, and it's just not an ordinary love. And we actually named our book No Ordinary Love as well that's out. So. That's my other song, and then my 
fourth one would have to be Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. And I learned that song in kindergarten, and I just always thought, wow, that's a pretty song. And you can take the meaning however you want, but it's, I've always just listened to his voice and what he was singing, and it's just a pretty song. And I take it when I'm doing errands, when I want to get stuff done, I can play that song and get the same feeling of, wow, let's do this. So it, that's my, my fourth one. And then my fifth one would have to be Our Daughter's Song. And it is not, it's not out yet, and it's called The One. It will be on her up-and-coming album sometime later this year, but I do want you to understand that it is a fabulous, fabulous song, and it's called The One. Well, you, five are great, but I'm, for those of you who like love songs, I'm going to give you one song, and I want you to go out there and listen to it, and then next week call us and tell me what you thought, and that's Teddy Pettigrass, Turn Off the Lights. So for Teddy everybody Pettigrass. out there, okay, go get okay. Teddy Pettigrass and... Turn off the lights. Most definitely. Now you got to give us four more, honey. You can't get out of it. I don't. I you don't got have, four more. Come on, you I a don't music have four buff. More for you. I, I I could, but my my brain is a bit scattered, so I okay. wrote down one for you this week. I will give you four next week. I'll four next week, down. you guys. We gonna hold them to it. Most definitely. Four next week. Okay. Gotcha. No question. And then the next question goes to Doug. What are the three qualities a man should look for in a woman he wants a relationship with? Three qualities a man should look for in a woman. I would have to say first and foremost is trust because if you can trust her, that, that means you can be around her and you're going to be able to be yourself and she can be herself. The second is respect, but not only respect, I would say self-respect because if she respects herself, she's automatically going to respect you if you guys are in that type of a relationship. And third, and one of the biggest ones, is honesty. And honesty not only, you know, like I'm not stealing from you, that type of thing, but honesty to be able to tell you what she's thinking and tell you what she's feeling and for you to be able to be comfortable enough to open up and you to tell her the same things. And that honesty is what is going to ultimately get you over the hump and to the point where both you guys can really open up and show yourself to each other. Fantastic, baby. And then the next one is, I, I got this one. It is, what is the most romantic city you guys have been to? I would have to say the most romantic city that we have been to would have to be Toronto, Canada. That's my opinion. Where's yours, honey? I would have to say it would be Montego Bay, Jamaica. Okay. And that, I, for those of you, if you've never been, it is a beautiful, beautiful place, wonderful food, uh, really down-to-earth people, and it's a place where you can sit back and relax, and it, it's really romantic, especially if you stay at the Half Moon Bay. Oh, most definitely. How that slipped my mind, you guys, I will never understand because he's right, Jamaica is the most romantic place that we've Maybe it's so much shopping in Toronto. That's <laughs> that's romantic. No. And Hope then, <laughs> And then the next one is, Jackie, what are the top three things a woman must do to keep her man happy? And I would say number one would be communicate. Tell him what you need and understand what he needs and try to make that happen. Two would be honesty. He wants to trust you and know you are loyal. And number three would be put him first. Let him know how much he means to you over anything else. And um, those are the three things that I would suggest you do. And uh, question number four, five, excuse me, is Doug and Jackie, what is your favorite thing about each other? Okay, now I know it says thing, honey, but I have things, and well, I'll, just make a, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll make it a short list, and it is his love, his faithfulness, and his honor for me, no doubt. That uh, those are good. I would I would have to say for, for my wife, obviously the love is uh, in there and it is at the top of the list. But I would also say her trust and caring. Those are two things that uh, that I really enjoy about my wife because uh, it, it makes it just that much more special. Thank you, honey. Oh, anytime, baby. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And it is that time. The whistle is back with us this week, and it is always, always, always a pleasure to have the whistle because his sports insight kind of surpassed what you guys see on TV. So if you tune in here, you're going to hear the whistle, and the whistle is going to tell you what's happening in sports. What's going on, whistle? 
Ain't nothing. Just uh, chilling, uh, enjoying the weather. Um, I'm enjoying this, this Washington day. It's a little nippy outside, but I got a hoodie. I'm good. I got my I got my dude with me, Molly, and uh, we're comfortable. There you go. Now, you know, talking, we're going to start with NBA basketball, and we've got to start with LeBron's 50 points in Madison Square Garden. What did you think about that? Well, I think that somebody should either start paying Spike Lee or maybe bar him from the arena because it seems like he gets people going or he's got some type of way to get under people's skin. So um, I don't know. Or maybe he's just a guy that you want to prove something to, and so you can... You're on the platform where you can do it. But either way, he needs to close his mouth and uh, still out the next business because they probably would have took their loss a little bit more on the chin rather than getting uh, put on the ground. You know what I'm talking about? No no question. You know, one of the things that, that I found was so interesting is to be so young, he is so calm that he had a, a enough to sit down. No, he didn't sit. He squatted down beside Spike Lee, chatted for a while, went back to work. Then he sat down beside uh, Jay-Z, I believe. Uh, yeah, he hung out for a little bit and uh, shot the breeze with him and then went back to work. Again, it's a, it's a youthful thing. It reminds you that it is, aside from a job, that um, it, and it's unfortunate that money uh, uh, kind of ruins it for a lot of the people who just would go play for free and go play all day until their face is white from, uh, from, uh, salt, uh, from their sweat drying on their face. So um, it, it, he's just having fun. He's a beast. And I'd like to wonder, I'm wondering what he's eaten the past few years. Well, look at this. We'll stay, we'll stay on that subject because now when you say look at LeBron and what he's done and his body of work that he's been able to put forth, uh, we would be remiss not to talk about MVPs. And I would say right now you probably have four. you got LeBron, you got Kobe, you got KG, and then I would say on the outside maybe Chris Paul. What are you looking at there? You know, the biggest thing with the NBA has always been what does MVP mean? Does it mean most valuable player? Is it the most valuable person to your team? I mean, it, there's a couple of different spins or takes you can look at it. Um, for example, if you look at where uh, look at where uh, uh, New Orleans is, obviously Chris Paul is making a heck of a difference, and his being on a team and the tutelage that comes along with that as far as the camaraderie with other players, Tyson Chandler has really picked up on, on that, and they're meshing. And they've meshed together, and it, it looks like they've been playing together for years. Um, Kobe has picked up all the, the components that you need to be a complete player because he pretty much already had all the tools. But now realizing that he doesn't have to do it all and realizing that some games, you know, if we win and you have 16 points, that's fine, which is like the game they won, for example, against the Kings a couple nights ago. Um, he had he went for had like 16 points, and he just relaxed and, and, and played his game. So um, I don't know. There's a couple of different spins. The last one, LeBron, of course. Um, I mean, he's obviously playing with way less talented uh, players, um, you'd be hard-pressed to name somebody a big number two name on his team, yet uh, we're talking about the same LeBron James one year ago who took down an ex-NBA championship team in the Detroit Pistons. So, uh, And then the people's MVP is obviously Kevin Garnett, and but he's, he's got a lot of talent around him, and he's brought the spirit back to the Celtics and, uh, and to the Boston area, so... Um, you know, it can be anybody's pick, and if there was every year to share it, hey, this is the year. Uh, now, that's something that I didn't think about. Sharing the MVP could be uh, something because any of those four guys that you talked about, I would say it is definitely uh, you, you couldn't be mad if one of them won it. You know, you look at Kobe, uh, who has learned how to play with his teammates and take his game to a whole different level. Uh, right. Chris Paul, like I said, on the outside, but but you're correct. Chris Paul, is without Chris Paul, there is no Charlotte Hornets in the top uh, tier of the Western Conference. And that is that is huge. That is huge. Yes. That's, that, that's not a minor milestone. That is a gigantic milestone. It tells you a lot about this guy, his ability, and the respect he has around the league because there's 
there's nobody who can stand this guy's way, and there's nobody who can stop him from doing what he's doing, at least right now at this particular point in his career. Another guy who's on the outside looking in would be Darren Williams down in Utah. They're quietly having another good year, and he's uh, put together, I would like to say, one of his best years as a pro. And uh, the Jazz have been flying under the radar. They've had... Uh, Coach Sloan's philosophy and him and Boozer, uh, Carlos Boozer, that is, has, have put something good together with themselves and a little free agency never hurt. And he's a, I'm sure that any NBA player would say that um, I'd like to play with him, Jason Kidd. You know, somebody's going to pass the ball and, and not wait for you to get to an area. Get it up. I'm open. You know what I mean? Type of thing. So, uh, Chris Paul is certainly one of those players as well. No question. And, and you speak about the Western Conference and, Let's talk a little bit about the Western Conference because looking at it right now, we got a log jam between 40 and 38 wins. You lose a couple in a row, and you can go from first to seventh. The only team that, teams that are on the outskirts is Golden State, Portland, Minnesota, and the Clippers. Everybody else could be first or they could be seventh. What do you think about the Western Conference? Isn't that interesting? This is probably one of the best years that I, I could recall uh, seeing as far as competitive competitiveness and 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 for games to mean something in uh, in NBA basketball. And um, obviously, you you said it all. You hit it right on the head. Every game means something. Um, the players who kind of took nights off, you can't do that now. Uh, if you're trying to, if you have a goal and you want to attain your goal, you realize that this is your time. Um, I don't. I can't recall again another time where there's been so many deserving players or all-star type players, uh, game-changing players, if you will, that are deserving of a ring who could be playing for one, but they're not going to get their chance. And it's all because of the competition level out there, and it's it's really impressive. Yes, no doubt. And and I'd be remiss, all Sacramento fans. I got to add the Kings in there also. They probably won't make the playoffs, but they are uh, on the outside looking in. But you look at a situation like the other night, Dirk Nowitzki uh, fouls Andres Karolinko, and he has to sit out a game. And those are the type of things that at this time of the season, with the parity in the Western Conference the way it is, if you lose two, three games in a row, you are in a bunch of trouble, buddy. It does happen that way. And, and with that being said, I, I think that uh, the Phoenix will – hopefully start to try to figure out their way through what they're going through right now. Um, Shaq is starting to pick it up and play a little bit better. But I think that people in Phoenix and, and in the West Coast in general and in NBA land, uh, for that matter, realize how much did, uh, the Matrix, Sean Marion, meant to their team. I mean, we're talking about a guy who was maybe okay at the end of his, his tenure there. I do want credit. I want you to pat me on my back a little bit. and You know, I, I, maybe I need a little attention. But the fact is that that guy was the glue to their team. He went out and defended. He played well. Um, Steve Nash, is, I, I can't recall him looking. I'm not going to say he looks bad, but he doesn't look as formidable as he has in recent years, and that's because there is no Sean Marion. There is no for sure go-get-it player out there. Grant Hill, isn't it? He's a very nice player. He's smart. He's heady. I'm sure he's a great guy, but he is not the Matrix. And so when you lose players, of that capacity, I mean, it, it has a huge effect on your team. Rajah Bell's not a huge finisher uh, as far as being ab above the rim. All the other guys are complimentary at best, and they're very good complimentary guys. Uh, 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 D. Howe is a very good player, but it's just we can't get you to do the same things that this guy did. And him being from the West Coast and understanding it, I think that he just took a lot, a lot of pride in what he did, and he just went and had fun. And, He's probably one of their best their best athlete on their team. So um, I, that hurt them a lot, and I think that it's showing now. Yeah, I agree with you. I believe they're 2-6 and six since they got Shaq. But one thing that you touched on that is very, very key is the fact that he finished above the rim. And that was one of the biggest things that uh, I, I don't think people quite understood that enabled Steve Nash to look so good because now he only has one person to throw the ball to, and that's Stoudemire. So whenever he was trapped, he would make a quick pass. They would be able to throw the ball up to the rim because now you've got a four on three, and all of a sudden either Stoudemire or Marion is finishing. Well, if Stoudemire is in the pick and roll, nobody's going to the rim. They're able to double team a lot harder because they don't have to get back as fast. And those are the things I think that are really showing through right now, and you're seeing that, okay, maybe we shouldn't have made that trade 
trade, but it's too late. He's in Miami, and they will be happy in in, in a few years, hopefully, with some good draft picks. Oh, without a doubt. And uh, and aside from that, you, I can't continue to reiterate your same point. Um, you look at the teams that are playing well right now. Aside from just superhuman talent, as far as uh, uh, LeBron, uh, LeBron James. Everybody, every other team that we named that are contenders has a player who can go and make the easy plays. It comes down to who can get the easiest buckets. When you see Chris Paul coming down the middle and just jump in the air and without no intent of shooting a jump shot or we're talking about like jumping off of one foot from the free throw line, he's basically going to float it up and Tyson Chandler is going to finish the play and he's been finishing plays like that all year. Um, you look in L.A. and with the way they're starting to use Paul Gasol, uh, Pal, excuse me, Gasol now, and he's uh, again one of those players too who can catch a quick play and finish and get to the bucket and, and finish the play and, emphatically, and that really means a lot. And because offensively, we know we did it right, and there isn't a better play than a quick finish. You know, a, a good crisp pass and a, and a nice solid finish, and. When you're doing that on the road or at home, that just your 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 chemistry is untouchable, and that's the kind of thing when you look at, team, at uh, championship teams from the past. Either they had a, just a knockout guy, a drop dead talent, Michael Jordan, or you have players who play well together, and their chemistry means so much. Us being from Seattle, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, obviously was one of those type of situations. And when they broke it up, you've seen what kind of happened to both of their careers. I'm not saying they had bad ones, but it wasn't near the stratosphere where it was once. No no question about it. Uh, mo- moving on, Wizzle, to a little baseball. I-, I see that Congress is going to call in Roger Clemens, but they're not only calling him in this time. They're going to call in Jose Canseco, actually, because uh, everybody knowing him, he put out a book and he did a, quite a bit of talking. So what do you think that means for Roger? Well, I think that for first and foremost, um, I think Roger should have, uh, uh, well, hey, I'm not here to pass judgment. It just seems like everything is, every time uh, a, can of, a can is opened up, it's a five-pound weight, and they put it on his back. So he's carrying around a lot of stuff right now, and it seems to me that I, I happened to read Jose Canseco's book that he it was a a bestseller, not only a bestseller, bestseller but a blueprint and a, a true insight to what type of lives that these uh, young professional players were 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 having or striving for. And you can't fault anybody for striving and and trying to get the most that they can out of a a business. It's not necessarily a sport anymore, but I mean it's I got a. I mean, at first I, I was kind of reluctant to give Jose some credit because, okay, I just wanted to read the book just to he- hear what he said. It's like gossip. It's just a gossip book. But once he started talking about uh, uh, in particulars and, and some of the names, everything has been in that book has been pretty reasonably accurate from uh, Miguel Tejada to Mark McGuire to... Uh, his speculation on, on several people, we won't say nothing about those names because they're simply speculation, but, I mean, uh, it's, he's just been too accurate, and, and his whole thing was is that, that he didn't want to take the hit and be this this steroid guru for baseball, is that it was bigger than baseball, and it's always been bigger than him, and obviously he is proving that right. So right now, I think what they're having question is the party that supposedly uh, uh, they had Roger Clemens that they had in uh, Florida at Jose Canseco's house where his maid said that they were there and his wife said that they, they were there, but they said there wasn't a party. But the media says that there was helicopters and a big fiasco, so you go figure that. It's, it, there's room to ask more questions than they should. Hey, a steroid party, I don't know about that one, but uh, we're going to steer clear of the steroid party, buddy. Uh, looking in uh, in Formula One, we got what what we would have to say is a little racism in Formula One. Lewis Hamilton of Great Britain, and he is a McLaren Mercedes driver. Uh, he was driving last month in Spain, and a lot of the fans had on blackface. So hopefully this was an isolated incident. And I, I would have to say that obviously he's going to have to be a, a, a drop dead driver because McLaren Mercedes they aren't uh, uh, cheap by any any. Uh, uh, stretch of the imagination, T. 
Oh, you got that right. It's for starters, not a run-of-the-mill company. Uh, we're talking about top-notch vehicles, top-notch uh, machinery, and top-notch budgets to go with that. And so, uh, top-notch salary to go to a black driver. Kudos to him. Uh, I, you know, it's it's kind of sad, but it's just a reminder of where we are sometimes in this state and the world. Uh, sometimes you need a reminder, and things are put in your face, and we always overlook them, but. Sometimes it's it's blatant, and and this you know give it two weeks we'll forget about it. But it's still there's still reminders that you know racism unfortunately does exist. Um, and if and if and if people are out there and they are racist, I guess there's something to be jealous of. Be jealous because I think that uh, you know we got it going on, y'all. <laughs> I have something to ask you guys in March Madness. When does it start? We got some people in the chat room asking when does it start. Uh, March Madness should be starting up. I, I believe right now we're looking at all the college playoffs, and those are league playoffs. And that, for for instance, if you if you got like the Pac-10 now, they're going to have the Pac-10 tournament, and a lot of that decides uh, because I believe like out of uh, every conference, there are only a couple of conferences that don't get a bid. But everyone, if you win your conference tournament, you get a bid to the NCAA tournament. So uh, March Madness should be starting up within the next probably two weeks, as far as the tournament goes. I don't know the exact date, but uh, we've talked about it, and I think I can smell it in the air. Okay, well, who do you got? Ooh. And then who does the Wizzle have? Wizzle, who you got? <laughs> well, there's a couple teams I like. Um, obviously, I, I, I'm a big fan of the Pac-10. I am West Coast biased. Hey, don't you can be mad at me if you want to, but we've got some great teams out here if you're on the East Coast and, uh, and, and uh, the Big Ten and all your other conferences listening. I really like UCLA. I like Kevin Love. I think that he's a phenomenal talent. Um, now, I'm not saying he's the, the greatest pro or going to be the greatest pro, but as far as college players, if you guys have ever seen any footage of high school games, this guy was absolutely unbelievable in Oregon. We're talking about putting up uh, 48 points, 22 rebounds, uh, 12 blocks, 10 assists, and we're talking about doing this every night against brothers. So he's, wow. com- he's comfortable in this element. Um, I really like them, and I really like the freshmen out of Kansas State. I, I think Beasley is an awesome talent. Uh, left-handed, six eleven, with a little jazzy game. Please, he's first. He's the first pick in the draft next year, and he's arguably his career would be greater than uh, Carmelo's, but he doesn't have the same uh, supportive cast. But uh, the guy is—he's an unbelievable talent, and um, I really like those guys. I think Kansas and 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 the other top-tier schools are, are good. But I really like UCLA. I would have to agree with you. I would have to agree with oh. Wizzle. I'm loving UCLA. I would say though that North Carolina is gonna gonna make a push. Well coached team has some good talent, quality quality players, and coaching goes a long way. I believe in the tournament. So watch out for NC. But I'm gonna go with UCLA at the same time. Okay. Yeah, I just think that Tyler's gonna put his bet on. There it is. <laughs> What was you going to say there, babe? I said I go for Pepperdine. Uh, Pepperdine is, they are in the NIT, not in tournament. And uh, one more thing, we got, uh, did you see that Adidas, they used, because now, you know, the, the Olympics are going to be in China, they used the Chinese flag in an advertisement, and the government said, no, take it down. Did you see that? No. Yeah, they they don't play in China. So uh, any anybody out there, if you see some Adidas and it has China on it, you better buy it because uh, it's going to be some uh, collectors because they're not allowing that for the Olympics. Watch out! Wow. Do you think they Do you think they would have been upset? I'm I'm sorry. Do you think they would have been upset if they put A6 Tiger on the flag? Uh, yes, I, I do. But uh, you, you got a valid point there, Whistle. You, you you never know how that goes. But, and, again, we want to thank the Whistle. Another beautiful week. We thank you. Everybody, please join us. Same time, same station. Whistle, as always, we appreciate your insight into the world of sports, my friend. Thank you. Peace up and out and eat a tortilla. <laughs> and you guys know what? We got some people asking what happened to fashion, so I want to let you know. It's funny my husband brought up Adidas because I was just getting ready to say, everybody, you have to have a nice, pair of sports shoes and adidas is my favorite so that's what i was going to talk about and whether they have the chinese flag the african flag whoever i'm gonna wear my adidas 
There it goes. Uh, what would you recommend for a hot tip for their fashion this week? Uh, I, I would have to stay in the tennis shoe realm, but I would tell everybody to go out and get yourself a pair of Air Force Ones. I've oh. said Chuck Taylors, get yourself a pair of Air Force Ones, and if you want to be real jazzy, get yourself the best quality pair of running shoes you can find, and New Balance makes a very, very comfortable one, y'all. Well, what are Air Force Ones for the people that don't know, please? Air Force One are old school Nikes, and if you look at the shoe industry now, all they're doing is doing everything from when we were kids. There's not really a shoe out there that's new that's really nice. Everything that's uh, out there right now that is of any uh, uh, liking to people is something from the old school, whether that's Air Force One, uh, Adidas Top 5. Obviously, Chuck Taylor's never change, and that's why they're always a staple. But uh, our era is is where it was at with uh, fashion and shoes, and they're just now making them in different colors, putting a little shiny on them, a little glitter, and the kids love them to death. They do, honey. And and you know what? You promised our listeners one time that you would tell them where to get big and tall. Where would you say that is, or do you want to save that for a later show? No, no. Well, one place is you can go to uh, rochestersbigandtall.com, and I believe Rochester's has a store. I know they got New York, San Francisco, Seattle, Chicago, Chicago Detroit, I Detroit, I believe, and anything. Now, now Rochester's Big and Tall, they, they also have a, a site on the web. It's called kingsize.com. Now, you can go there, but Rochester's is more of a, uh, what do you want to call it, babe, like a high price, more fashionable, uh, I think a little bit than king size. You know, they have polo and all these different uh, um, brand names at Rochester's. But if you are a big size, that doesn't mean just tall. That means big also, wide. You can find any and everything that you want there from trench coats to suits, nice leather shoes, belts, cashmere sweaters, ties. Any, if you need underwear, hats, underwear, anything that you want. Even they have big size socks, extra wide shoes, anything that you want, and it's all the the really good stuff. So if you like to to stay stylish and you're big, that's a great place to shop. Is Rochester's big and tall. And I would have to agree with my husband on that. Um, we want to thank you guys so much. Um, this has been a very special show to us. Um, especially after going through what we've been through in the last week. And we dedicate this show to my mother-in-law, Norma, to Doug's mom, and we thank you for tuning in. And, friends, we will see you again next Saturday, same time, same place. Peace. Woo, Mom, I made it through. Love you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.